sometimes I think people think, oh, I am giving this child a name. But that's not really the way one should be thinking about it. One should be thinking, this soul already has a name. How can I meditate upon and find the way to connect to, and therefore name it its rightful name? Welcome to Spiritually Hungry, summertime episode. You're having an amazing summer, as we are. We are very much enjoying our summer. It doesn't really feel like summer, does it? It doesn't. That's what I always <laughs> thought about that when you were a kid, right? The summer's like a big deal, two months. When you're an adult, you just continue working. <laughs> I know. I, I really feel like I need to at least the last two weeks of summer kind of just like not speak to anybody. That's a good idea. <laughs> not even me. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> so today we're talking about names and this topic almost didn't make it to today's episode because uh, you didn't think it was a good one. (laughs) But luckily... Well, maybe our listeners will let us know if they agree. Luckily, we went out with our friends Lynn and Mati last night and they thought it was a great topic. So we're going to go for it. Absolutely. This is my favorite topic so far. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about your name? My name? Yes. It's funny. I always growing up, it was like I had a dual thought dual thoughts. One was that I didn't, wasn't, I didn't love it, especially in the Hebrew version as a name. Michael. Exactly. But I did know that it was definitely the, my name. Why didn't you like it then? No, just other names I like more. Like I like it named David more. Like there's names that I just like, you know, but we know as we're going to talk about today, the name of anything is not, especially we're talking about, if we're talking about naming our children, it's not about names that we necessarily like or don't like, which maybe is the way most people name their children, or really anything, but rather it's coming to know what is the the actual name of the soul. Yeah, people get really creative even with like taking a traditional name but changing the spelling. <laughs> Do you know what your name means? Yes. Do you want to enlighten us? <laughs> My name is, well, it has many meanings, but basically it is translated as uh, who You're is... You're going to pick the one that you like the best. No, no. Uh, the one that is probably most common. <laughs> who is like God, denoting the power or the force of the light to the Creator. So like gift from God. No. Who is like God? Is that what you're saying? Who is like God, yes. Mm-hmm. Avigail, which is the name of our daughter, is a joy or of, of the Father. Of the Father. We're going to get to that, oh, though. Sorry. I'm not really sure why you just like <laughs> No, I thought it. that's why... We were just talking. Because you said, you said No, I thought yours God. was... Yeah. Okay, it's so, also the name of one of the four main angels, the archangels. Do you want to take us through the four? Yes, yes, all four. Enlighten us again. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, Michael, uh, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, and Nuriel. There you go. So I looked at my own name. Mm, and with found, Monica or your... Well, again, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> so I found the results to be startling accurate. Starting the first time accurate. you looked up your name? No, I did this little way. I actually did this when we were naming our fourth child, Abigail. And I was kind of curious to know more about her name because we were really drawn to that for her specifically. And then I was like, well, while I'm at it. And so then I looked up my name, your name, I guess inaccurately, and then our children's (laughs) names. So the Latin meaning name of Monica means to advise or counselor. People with this name have a deep inner need for quiet and a desire to understand and analyze the world they live in and to learn the deeper truths. I wish I had time more for that part. People with this name tend to initiate events to be leaders with powerful personalities rather than followers. 
They tend to be focused on specific goals, experience a wealth of creative new ideas, and have the ability to implement these ideas with efficiency and determination. I can keep going. Wow. I know. Um, I'm so happy I married you. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? But I will add, uh, as unique and creative individuals, they tend to resent authority Mm. and are sometimes stubborn, proud, and impatient, which Mm. honestly is all true as well. Uh, does it sound like me? No, I was going to say, none of that sounds like, none of the bad stuff does. Sure. I always I, notice, you, you always like it, like, you know, when you look at, and not that they often do this, when you look at astrology stuff, like in newspapers, and it's always positive. Can you imagine if they were like negative? negative. Well, that's why I always put <laughs> I don't the think negative. I reading them. I put the negative today, in too. I mean. Isn't there, I think this is in one of the movies, it goes, today, don't go out today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that I don't, that I resent authority, but I really have a problem with arbitrary rules. You know, I, there, I mean, I've there's a line. <laughs> So I actually didn't always like my name either. I did. Because when I moved to Beverly Hills when I was nine, uh, you know, we went to Santa Monica Beach, uh, Santa Monica Pier, drove to Santa Monica, and all the kids in school like, oh, Santa, Santa, Santa Monica. And I didn't want like an image of, you know, a guy with a beard and a red suit every time. Oh, Santa just, name. just means saint. I, uh, again, as I was going to continue what I was <laughs> saying. So that was my thought like throughout my childhood. And then... I didn't give it much thought. Then I was at dinner in my adulthood and I struck up a conversation with the server and his name was Carlos. And I said, oh, it's funny, Carlos Monica, I, I know this couple, they're actually divorced now. But at the time I said, I know this couple. And, I, and he said, well, do you like your name? And I said, well, not really. And I shared with him what I just shared. And he said, well, you know, it's Saint Monica. And the real question is, are you living up to your name? And I was like, Mm. So then I started to think about that very specifically. And so every time I hear my name called or I think about just my expression day to day, I think, am I living up to my name? Which is why I think this podcast is actually a very important very topic important. today. Are we going to talk about Rochelle or not? Are we going to talk about Rochelle We're, we're going to talk about <laughs> my Hebrew name is Rachel. <laughs> and your middle name is? Rochelle. Rochelle. No, it's not Rochelle. It's That's Rochelle. Not- are you sure? Yes, it's an E, not sure. an O. I think I've seen it. It's an o. o. It's Rochelle. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? Oh, R? sweetie. Rochelle? Okay. So, Rachel. What did you say? Rochelle? Oh, my God. You're so getting <laughs> off track here today. Uh, Rochelle. So, Rachel, my Hebrew name, it means lamb. Is that correct? It can. Well, how would you define it? Well, translate it doesn't it doesn't have exact that's the only direct translation you would have from sort of the ancient uh, the ancient writings and the the uh, matriarch she was Jacob's uh, favorite wife and she was strongly maternal and she's known for love and protection so what's interesting is when I think about both of my names they go by Monica I'm gonna start calling you Rochelle. Well, then R-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. no one's gonna be responding to your calls. You can do that. All. Actually, you should start doing that. Rochelle, yes, Rochelle. And then I have a legitimate <laughs> excuse to ignore, to ignore you. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I feel connected to Monica because I feel like all of those characteristics I described led me to find my spiritual path and my purpose in Kabbalah. But then I feel like Rachel is actually what my soul's connected to, and it's what inspires me today, and it's who I express myself today so i find that interesting yeah so tell me if this is what you think about this the midrash in portion by akel states that every person has three names right the name that their parents call them the name of their that their friends call them and the name that they create for themselves okay <laughs> the most significant out of these three would be the name that you 
create for yourself, right? Because some people are not happy with the name they were born with. They don't feel connected to it. They don't feel inspired by it. And that somehow does affect, I think, how we express ourselves and also how we view ourselves. Absolutely. I think, and, and, and I would go, so I would start, right? So the name parents called them. I think I often get probably at least once a week a call from parents who have just given birth. And they want to talk about the names because we do give great importance to the name because the name is the conduit by which the light of the Creator flows to the individual. And I'm always very... Meaning it's how the Creator can respond to you or finds you? Both. both. But, but the idea is, imagine, you know, sort of, you, you, it's the conduit, right? So when you have uh, electricity in the house, there are the, right, the, the wires that come from the, the pole all the way into your house. And so, so spiritually, the way we see a name is that it's literally the building of the conduits between the soul, the individual, and the light of the Creator. If there's something wrong with the name, then there can be something uh, lacking in the type of light and blessings that that person is drawing, so much so that the Kabbalists often say sometimes that if a person is having what they call bad luck, or things aren't going the way that the individual desires them, them to go... Or issue then, after issue. Right. So there, there's, there is an idea of changing the names, that by changing the name, one changes their luck, or one changes their path. But it begins with a basic understanding that Names are the conduits, the channels. They're not just letters put, put together to form a, 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 a way to call somebody, but rather they are the conduits by which the light of the Creator flows into a person's life. So therefore, it's very, very important. So, so especially if people are named after a relative, and if that relative had a really difficult life, or died young, or had an illness, and then you see that the person, the one that was named after them now is following kind of in that path, the first thing Kabbalists recommend is to change the name. Yeah, I mean, in, in one of my father's earlier books about reincarnation, he brings a number of stories to that point, which is that, so it's important to realize, as we said, the first part on the understanding a name, and by the way, this is true certainly about people's names, but it's true about anything. You know, if a person's creating a business, giving it a name. Names are important, because names are conduits for light. So if a person creates a business, and he gives it a name, and that name then is the conduit by which light and blessings flow into that business. But back to a child, to a human... It's funny, because I do that when I write books, even if it's not the name that I ultimately... I mean, I always name it really early on. Sometimes I edit it later, but I don't know, it has a place for everything to kind of rest and grow into. Absolutely. So when parents call me uh, for, for consultation about naming their child, the first thing that I say is that we are not naming, meaning we're not sort of out of nowhere going to give a new name to this child, to the soul. But rather, the, the consciousness needs to be, what is this soul's name? Because even before it came into this physical world, it has a name. And the purpose of a parent is to try to ascertain what is what has been, and therefore what is, this soul's name. As opposed to, sometimes I think people think, oh, I am giving this child a name. But that's not really the way one should be thinking about it. One should be thinking, this soul already has a name, how can I meditate upon and find the way to connect to, and therefore name it its rightful name? So when you say the soul has a name, are you implying or suggesting that the soul, that child, right, is coming from, or is a part of, or attached to a righteous soul, let's say that, so for instance, let's say we named, our, we named one of our daughters Miriam, and we felt that that was her name, so is her soul coming from 
a righteous. So, so that's the second part. So, so, so I want to be clear. So, so the first part is the understanding that the soul has a name. The second part is okay. But what so, does that mean, though? Uh, well, the, so the, I think the second part will explain it. We might have mentioned this in previous podcasts that all of the souls of humanity, all the billions and billions of souls that have been, that are, and that will ever be, they are seen to come from what we call the tree of life or the tree of the souls. And as with a tree, a tree has many branches. It's certainly a very large tree, many branches. And on the branch, there could be other little branches that come out and certainly leaves. So if you understand that there's what's called the same root of soul, why are there people that we feel a kinship with? Why are there people we feel naturally close to? Or even initially when we first meet them, there's something special about the relationship. It's because very likely we are from the same branch of souls. That branch of souls might have hundreds of thousands, might have millions of souls, but we are from that branch of soul. So when we think about the name of a child, understanding that that child comes from a branch of soul, you gave the example of one of our daughters, Miriam, so in meditating upon her, her name, her soul, right? It, you also want to attach and connect that soul with a powerful conduit of light that has existed before. In this case, we felt that her soul is connected to, in some way, the great matriarch, the prophetess, Miriam. And her and Therefore, we gave her the name. We often, and again, I know many, many, this might be a little controversial, we do not usually name after relatives for the reason that you gave, because by giving your name, you're actually attaching that person or that soul to whoever it is you're naming them after. Now, that might not... Not much as you love them, you just don't want to limit the potential of the, the soul that's now coming in. Exactly, and or uh, weigh it down with unnecessary baggage. I mean, you know, I mean... I, I, I often am surprised, like, and again, again, I have these conversations often where persons say, oh, I want to name them after my mother, grandmother, or whatever, or un- uncle. And then I say, well, well, did they have a good life? Now, it could be that you love them, but if, if they lived a life of suffering, I'm not sure that you really, and, and it's always surprising to me that, that you will have sometimes people who feel the need or the desire to attach their newborn child to somebody whose life was not something that they would want their child's life to be. So all that to say that that names are very, very important. You want to really ascertain what is the root of that soul if you're naming a new child or even a new business or anything that's new. And secondly, you want to try to figure out, sense what root of righteous soul this this soul is connected to and try to give it or connect it at least to that name. As a complete aside, we were having dinner with a friend of ours a few nights ago and he said that he has saved his friends millions of dollars by saying that he's in the he's in different businesses. One of his businesses is a very successful uh, clothing business and he said, people have come to me with names and I said, do not name something, do not give it a name that people can't remember easily. Because then if they can't remember it easily, you're not going to do well. He said in his words, he saved mil- people millions of dollars by making them not, or enabling them not to get the wrong. It, yeah. If you can't pronounce it, then nobody's going to remember it. Which I thought was interesting. All that to say, on physical levels, on spiritual levels, names are very, very important. So uh, I think another part of why that's so, I'm, I mean, I can just hold the mirror up and you can talk. Yes, you should. Um, let's do. Let's try that. So, according to the midrash, after a person dies, right, there's a certain judgment. That's they exactly face. what I want to. I know. About. I had a sense actually, okay. and that's why I wanted to say it first. Sixth. So, because <laughs> uh, I could see you getting excited, and I was yes. like, "Where's Michael going?" Yeah, I was excited. So, um, so after a person dies, there's a judgment that they face, right? It's kind of, and 
And by that, it's we're all asked by the creator, what is your name and did you live up to it? Which is a very scary question and I think moment in every soul's journey. And it's a very important point. But to because be clear, the answer is going to be... Well... I mean, even... Yeah, I mean... So to be clear, we... Do not, you know, there's some people who have views that are sort of judgment is, you know, God's going to look at you and say, oh, I don't like what you did, let me beat you up, or whatever those things are. That's not at all what happens. The only thing that happens is that <laughs> the soul... Well, what? Is that what most people would think? I think, well, those who are sort of... Reli- I mean, like have a religious and, view, yeah. yeah. Or there's be a burning fire, that person... Brimstone, yeah. All, all but, silly stuff like that. And that, and that this sounds like the Creator is punishing you, and that's not what also, that is. There's only one thing that happens. person is shown who they could have been. And in measuring... I get the chills every time I think of that. It's such a painful... <laughs> because, again, no matter what a person does, it's like... Well, uh, right, but it's, it's just a matter of what's the, what, the, what the difference is, right? But, but the pain of the soul, and this is what hell is, is the person seeing, oh, I could have been that, and I was only this. It's like that parable, right? Naftali, but... He, when yeah. he uh, when he goes through this process and he goes up and the creator says, you know, Naftali, what happened to all the books that you were going to write? That you know, and all of these things. And he's like, what what books? I never wrote any books. And it was all of these things that his soul potentially could have, could have done and didn't. And then um, that that really drives me every day. So, what is your name? Is another way of asking. Did you live up to? your vows or your soul contract that you took before you came into this world, because every soul does make one. And this is a very, very important idea. So it says in the Zohar that if a person did not live up to their name, it's interesting, I was having a conversation today with somebody whose loved one is going through a process of leaving this physical world, and one of the things that sometimes happens, people forget the names of their loved ones. But the scariest what do you mean they forget the name? Like, just sort of the mind starts going and they can't right, remember. Right, for, for, for the one that's going through that one, transition. Right. But the Zohar says that the worst thing that happens to a soul is that they don't, they're asked their name when they leave this world and they can't remember their name. And that's why, by the way, there is a custom, for instance, as a person is being buried, to remind them, don't forget your name is such and such. That's part of the prayer? This, it's, it's just an action of words that are said to the to the body as it's being lowered into the ground. Because so, why do some people forget their own name? Let's take a person whose name is Aaron, Hebrew or English, whatever. And if we understand that that name, however, you, if you spell Aaron with you know two A's, R O N, right? Those five letters, or in the Hebrew, it's Aleph Hey Resh Nun. Those four letters. As a person's living their life. They're actually building their name, right? So, Monica, as as you continue growing and expanding and sharing, you might not see it physically, but what is actually happening, your name is being filled out. The purpose of our lives in all the years that we're in this physical world is to build our name. Not our name as people sometimes think about it, oh, people know my name or ego, but just my... Mike, like, fill it up. Ima- imagine like we're bubble born... letters, you know those... Exactly. Are, imagine that... we're born with sort of the outline of our name, and every day we're filling it in with light, filling it in with light by actions of sharing, transformation, growth, and so on. If a person filled their name, then it's a thing, it's a reality. And then even when they leave this physical world, they are attached to it, it's theirs. If a person didn't fill their name, then when, it, when we speak about forgetting, when a person forgets their name when they die, when they die, it's because their name wasn't 
brought into existence by them while they were in this physical world. Mm. And that's the secret of the whole concept that the Zora speaks of, that a person who hasn't done or accomplished what he or she was meant to accomplish in this world, they forget their name when they leave this world. Wow, and they're in a state of confusion. And, and again, obviously, we not so much talk about the macabre and, and what happens you know, when a person leaves this world, but for all of us who are still in this physical world to understand that every day we wake up, that's our job. There is our name, call it our soul, call it our conduits of light and blessings. What, what am I doing today to build my name? So that, you know, as we say, when a person leaves the physical world, he actually has a name with which to go. So he leaves with the strength of exactly. that name and all of its, exactly. all that it actualized. Exactly. To clarify, you're not saying, you're saying when a person forgets as they're transitioning, you're not saying like a disease of... No, 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 no. I mean, I mean... That's a whole different conversation. No, no, when a person has physically left this world, when the soul has left when the body. They're leaving the body. Uh, and the body is going back and forth. The, the most confusing state is when a person cannot remember the name. And the, the reason why a person would not be able to remember the name is that they didn't build their name mm-hmm. while they were in this world. So to make sure that, I think to ensure that we are expanding our names i think that taking an accounting of the soul every day before we sleep is really important or maybe even when we wake up as well and it's particularly apt for this time of year just before we're coming to rosh hashanah in a few weeks so i think that for all of our listeners a great exercise would be to ask yourself this question every evening every morning where did i fail where did i succeed how can i do better can i repair what i've messed up Am I doing what my soul came to this world to do? Did I live up to my name? Did you live up to your name is like asking, did you live up to your soul? Did you live up to your potential? And I think that if we really ask every single day, it's hard not to then invest energy in the places that will build us the most. And the truth is, if you ask yourself these questions every day, the answer is going to change every day. And it should, right? And that's the whole purpose of our existence is that transformation and evolution. The only other thing that I would add is that I meditate on my name about five times a day. And it's an important... During your prayers. So three times during the prayers. Well, and then once in the morning, you're supposed to meditate on your name as your soul comes back into your body. You're supposed to meditate upon your name as before you go to sleep as your soul leaves the body. Do and, you say Michael, son of? Do yeah. you say the whole? Yeah, the, and depends. Again, there's a lot of details. So this is actually verses from the old from the Bible that correspond to a person's name. But to put it very simply for our listeners, the idea is that to really take ownership of your name. I think too many too many of us aren't you know, sort of understanding the importance of the name and therefore owning it. So whether you do it one time a day or two times a day, maybe when you wake up in the morning, whatever your name is, if it's Michael, if it's Monica, if it's David, just understand what's happening. That that these are the conduits of your soul's light. And today, you will endeavor to fill that name up with as much light, with as much of its potential. Well, now I have to pick which name I want to meditate on. Meditate on both. I think I will. So that's kind of interesting. There's a psychological connection that we have with our names also. Psychologist Gene Twenge conducted a study that found people... You should who... change his name. <laughs> <laughs> Twenge? T-W-E-N-G-E? E-N-G-E, yeah, Twenge. Twenge. Conducted... Now you're going to remember his name, though, so maybe you should give yes. it. Yes. Conducted a study... I don't study... think going to be listening to my advice about changing his last name. So he conducted a study that found people who didn't like their own name tended to lack in mental wellness, outlook on life, and positive self-reflection. 
Twinge posited that this was most likely either because their lack of self-esteem caused them to dislike their name or disliking their name contributed to their lack of self-esteem. So either way, the name becomes a symbol of self. And then, of course, there's many stereotypes around names. I, one of my favorite movies, The Breakfast Club, there's one scene. I don't think they would write this in films today, but um, Judd Nelson is uh, he's like this tough guy and he kind of has a crush on Molly Ringwald's character who's like a goody goody and he says what's your name she said Claire he's like Claire can't be your name that's a fat person's name exactly but you my just point, offended all the Claire's listening to the podcast. I did I did not write okay. The Breakfast Club and I also Bye-bye. didn't film it and I'm just saying I like the movie but um there are stereotypes around names so if I ask you right now picture an Elizabeth right you might have a certain visualization like a visual that goes with that same thing uh with misty right a different idea (laughs) so there's a study actually that um for they took 400 american participants elizabeth's are high in warmth and competence this is what their views were while misty's are low on both of these positive traits riley's are seen as warm but not competent and ruth's are viewed as competent but not warm isn't that fascinating and there's one more thing okay. in the book Freakonomics in their first book, they classified names by wealth. So statistically, Brittany's parents are poor. Olivia's are wealthy. In another study, a group of people were given a list of names and asked to guess their academic success. Catherine goes to private school statistically. Lauren goes to public university and Brianna goes to community college. Sierra and Dakota don't go to college at all. And this is by researcher John Wagoner. I did not say this, but I just thought it was so interesting. So what's in a name? A lot. And what do we think? A lot. And also our views and our stereotypes. I mean, really, people, you hear somebody's name and then you already have a picture and maybe an opinion that goes with that. So no matter what your name is, you can certainly change your cassette, but make sure you feel connected to it and meditate on expanding it each day. Yeah, I think that's maybe the most important message, yeah. right? That our names are important. They are conduits of light. And especially now during the summer, make sure that you're filling your name up with the great light that is your potential. Hope you're enjoying your summer. Hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it. And stay spiritually hungry. And out of the sun. <laughs> <laughs>